You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications. And joining us this week is Ethan Lane. He is NCBA's Executive Director for Federal Lands and the Executive Director of the Public Lands Council. Ethan, thanks for joining us again. Great to be here, Ed. Okay, we've got a lot of things going on in public lands world uh, over the last few, I guess probably a couple months since you've been on the podcast, um, first of which uh, involves our old friend, the greater sage-grouse. Bring us up to speed on what the sage-grouse uh, you know, policy has been going on in D.C. I guess go back to what happened in the Obama era um, about how they sort of took away from local control and state plans and, uh, and where we are now on that. Well, the, the short version, because a lot of our listeners I know know the backstory all too well on this, you know, the 2015 sage-grouse plan that came out of the Obama administration really had the effect of sort of stepping on those state plans that had been so carefully crafted with a lot of stakeholders at the table. And the net effect of that has been a real chilling effect on real conservation on the ground for sage-grouse. You know, we have wildfires burning out of control. We have buildups of fuel loads across the West. And that's because instead of targeting those key threats to the sage-grouse, fire and invasive species, we're targeting use, we're targeting grazing, which studies are showing is, is exactly what you need to control uh, wildfire and invasive species, invasive weeds, and, and to make sure that sage-grouse do have a, a thriving environment to, uh, to exist on. So in the new administration, those calls for change have been heard. We've been pushing for a long time now for some plan amendments to, to fix the problems with those 2015 plans. Uh, those come on the heels of some new instructional memorandum out of the administration over the past year, kind of course correcting a little bit on on, on uh, sage grouse policy. This kind of completes that thought. So those the, these plan amendments, the intent here is let's bake into the policy exactly what we need to ensure that there is deference to those state plans and that the, the solutions for the, sage, the greater sage-grouse are targeted at what works in the local area where the population exists, rather than, gosh, Washington's going to kind of put together a one-size-fits-all framework and force it down on everybody. So, you know, that's sort of a double-edged sword because we have preached for years that the way you do that is by reaching out to those states and engaging with them. They're the experts. They know what's going on on the ground. Well, the secretary did exactly that. And, and, and so what we've seen is uh, a series of plan amendments that are taking their cues from the governors and the, the wildlife personnel in those individual states. Uh, so, you know, that generates plan amendments that, let's say, in Idaho, go much further towards where we would like to see them than the Oregon version of that plan. And that has to do with the fact that Governor Otter in Idaho um, sees the world the same way we do, understands the problems with uh, sage-grouse management, and has been uh, uh, throwing punches and, and, and working for a better solution to this all along, right alongside us. Uh, Governor Brown in Oregon, maybe not quite the, the, the same type of uh, uh, type of perspective. You know, things look very different on that side of the Cascades. And, and so uh, they didn't ask for much in this in this process. So, you know, our our ranchers in eastern Oregon and, and in sage grouse country up up in that part of the world um, just aren't getting the same relief out of these plan amendments that we are seeing in in some of the other states, whether that's Utah or Idaho or Nevada. So now we're at a point where there's a comment period ongoing 90 days. It'll be uh, it'll be up in August. And during that period, it's going to be critically important that our ranchers across the West weigh in on these plan amendments and, and not just in a general sense, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down, but specific to the plan in their state. That's that's going to be kind of the key deliverable. So right now, 
Public Lands Council and its Sage Grouse Committee, as well as NCBA, ASI, and all of our state affiliates across the West are diligently going through these plans and formulating kind of our uh, plan of attack, so to speak, for how we're going to provide feedback on these. Right, and you guys are calling this a grouse roots campaign. That's little right. little little play on words there. Um, I'm actually honestly kind of jealous that I didn't come up with that. That's I know you're a new dad. I don't know if that's your first first official dad joke or not. Um, but uh, well done on that. Um, tell us a little bit about this grouse roots campaign going forward and how folks can make their voices heard and make a difference as these new plans are drafted. Well, you know, anybody who has worked in federal land management policy for any length of time or been impacted by it, like our guys in the West are, um, understands that one of the big problems we have is when these comment periods are opened up, uh, the environmental community just turns on the taps. They have big reservoirs of email uh, recipients and, and active followers around not just the country but the world that are more than willing to weigh in on issues that don't impact them and that they don't really understand. You know, Sierra Club tells me that I'm supposed to say, no to this particular initiative by god i'll just click no in the email and that'll be that'll be transmitted through and my comments on the record and that's what generates these comment periods where we have a hundred thousand or a million comments in opposition to something and fifty thousand in, in you know in favor of it and the reason for that is those fifty thousand are the people who are actually impacted so we are pushing this grassroots campaign in an effort to really engage ranchers on the ground and help them understand that it is critically important that they make their individual voice heard in this conversation. We're going to be offering substantive technical comment at the national level. Obviously, our state affiliates throughout the West, both cattle and sheep, are going to be doing the same. Um, you know, we're going to present as an industry uh, a, a very broad, effective comment strategy on this on this uh, set of plan amendments. But it can't just stop there. We have got to have that grassroots or grouse roots, as it as it were, um, a voice in the mix as well. So that's our that's our goal here is to really make sure that we engage individual ranchers that are impacted by sage grouse and help them understand that their responsibility here can't just end at saying, you know, good job, Wyoming stock growers or Oregon cattlemen or public lands council or NCBA, good job on your comments. It needs to be a good job, and here's mine that I've submitted as well. And and even if those comments are, hey, I like what I like what's being done in this state plan, and and you know I think that mirroring it at the federal level makes a lot of sense. Great, but just get your voice on the record, interact with your state affiliate, make sure that you're talking to them and communicating both your concerns and your and your support if it's there um, on these on these plan amendments, and and be coordinating that that effort because they're going to be looking for that feedback across the West. All right, good deal. Um, now, in addition to the Grouse Roots campaign uh, that kicked off a couple of weeks ago, there's also some news on the PLC Endowment Trust. What is the PLC Endowment Trust, first of all, and, and what's going on there? So the Public Lands Council Endowment Trust exists to support the public lands grazing industry in the West. Um, it was created back in 2011. Um, it presides over a, a, a pretty sizable endowment that allows the, the PLC Trust to hand out on a yearly basis, uh, grants to applicants that are trying to do some kind of work that would benefit or further the public lands grazing uh, industry in the West. So that could take the form of land-grant university research on the economics of, of grazing, or it could take the form of a study of how grazing and uh, sage-grouse, for instance, interact on a landscape, um, or something to do with feral horses. You know, there are endless possibilities for how this, th these, these grants can be used. Um, 
our board felt like it was important this year to put out a, a, an RFP, a request for proposals that outlines kind of where we think those resources are best needed. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, gosh, we're only going to accept a project that that meets this criteria. But but it's it's the board's way of saying, hey, this is where our head is at this year and this is where our priorities are. And we hope that the applicant community will meet that challenge by coming to us with proposals that that seek to fill that need that we see on the landscape. So, you know, in the current year, um, that RFP uh, takes the form of, of three different kind of key, really four different key areas that we're trying to focus on. We're, we're looking for that ongoing research, not just into public opinion in the West, but we need a better picture as an industry of, of, of the perception of public land grazing in suburban communities, in, in urban communities. We talk a lot about people not knowing where their food comes from. You know, they, they think it comes from the grocery store. Well, that's that's compounded in, in our end of the world out in the West. And we need to do a better job of connecting to that, you know, Whole Foods audience that's paying for a grass-fed steak uh, at, at Whole Foods and not understanding that that came from a public lands rancher that's being pressured because of the action that steak buyer takes when they go home and interact with the Sierra Club. So all of this stuff kind of interconnects. And, and what we need to do as an industry is, is, is get a better fix on how to reach those audiences to help them understand that, you know, we are a real force for, for, for good and, and for conservation benefit in the West. And we're providing them with that steak for the Memorial Day barbecue. So that, that's, that's kind of top of the list is looking for some of that research as well as I, I new data on population control in, in the feral horse debate. We're also looking for for additional research on the benefits of grazing and and, and its impact on different species like sage grouse. And finally, we're, we're, we're wanting to get into the area of engaging the younger ranching community to bring them into the process, bring them into the policy debate. You know, we, we love that we have such a deep bench of, of, of ranchers that have been engaged in these conversations for years. They understand their livelihoods depend on it. We need their kids, too. And so we're, we're really looking for the community to meet that challenge and, and help us find ways to connect with the next generation of ranchers and make sure they're engaged and their voices are being heard in these, in these conversations. Okay, so how can folks apply for these grants? So uh, proposals are open through July 15th. Uh, you can go to publiclandscouncil.org. There's, a, there's a, a submission portal on there. You can also email them to anelson at beef.org. That's Allie Nelson here in our office in D.C. Um, and and there's a, a form online that gives you the kind of the, 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 the proposal format so you can follow that, download it, fill it out, and make sure you're, you, you've checked all those boxes before you, uh, before you submit it. And then uh, uh, we'll evaluate those proposals. The board will sit and look at those at, during uh, our annual meeting coming up in September. And uh, at that time, they'll, they'll make their awards, and then those grants will be handed out in October. All right. And finally, speaking of your annual meeting in September, uh, it's going to be in Park, beautiful Park City, Utah. Uh, tell folks a little bit about that, what they can expect, and how they can get registered for that. Well, this is going to be a really cool meeting. This is our 50th anniversary this year for the Public Lands Council, and we are uh, planning quite a spectacular meeting in Park City, Utah, at the Grand Summit Hotel, right at the base of the ski slopes. There, um, you know, it's a it's a it's a cool spot because 
people may not know this, but Park City Resort, actually, before it was a ski resort, has been uh, a, a grazing country for quite a long time. And uh, the rancher whose family has been grazing those ski slopes for generations happens to be on our board of directors at the moment, uh, Mr. Steve Osgathorpe from uh, from Utah. Um, and and so it's kind of neat to 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 have that meeting right in the in the backyard with sheep grazing on the hillside behind us. Uh, and uh, it's going to be quite a show. We're expecting uh, uh, heavy attendance. We're expecting a lot of high profile people. Obviously, we've invited uh, all of the key policymakers across uh, the federal government and and you know in states that 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 impact what we do. Um, and it'll be uh, it'll be a, a really interesting meeting. That's going to be September 27th to the 30th. Um, you know, if you have any kind of interest in federal land policy and grazing policy, it is it is the can't miss meeting of the year. All right, sounds like a party. I'm looking forward to it. Um, a lot of good business will be done there as well, of course. Uh, Ethan Lane, thank you very much for joining us. Great to be here. I appreciate it. Oh, and also, if you want a 50th anniversary belt buckle, our commemorative belt buckles are available on the website as well. So make sure you go order those so we don't get stuck with a bunch of them. (laughs) Good point. All right, Ethan, thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Register for the PLC meeting at publiclandscouncil.org and check us out online at beefusa.org and follow us on Twitter at at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.